if we are looking to wise or to revolute, uh, sometimes I wonder how those companies can grow so big because the business model, model is, is not so, so complex that why, why banks don't do it themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then you see that banks have, have this uh, legacy which really, really doesn't allow them, them to come out fast with, uh, with uh, really uh, customer-centric, uh, really like the new services, uh, and, and, and they are struggling with that. Hello, my name is Chris and I'm head of content at Nordic Fintech magazine. And today we're going to be talking about the disruption of the financial industry, which as you know, has come in various waves. First, there was the Fintech wave, where those taking the pulse of the market were worried that banks and other financial institutions would die by a thousand cuts, as many Fintechs took nibbles out of their market share. Then there was the big tech scare, where Google, Facebook, Amazon and Apple appear to be readying themselves for an offensive play with their sleek customer experiences, their deep pockets, massive user bases, and superior technology capabilities. And then, well, then came the technology enablers who equipped financial institutions with brand new value propositions based on flexible, scalable, and cutting edge technology that could sidestep banks' legacy and enable incumbents and new market entrants to develop fast, customer-centric new services. We had the pleasure of speaking with Ville Vene, a uniquely experienced financial services executive turned entrepreneur and co-founder of Toom, with a really fascinating background that includes building 15 different bank platforms from scratch. In this insightful conversation with Vilve, we get to hear how by combining deep financial services expertise and technology capabilities, she and her co-founders developed a state-of-the-art modular API-first platform for banks that is able to adapt to complex use cases and functional requirements of everyday banking. Listen to Vilve's priceless insights on the future of banking, the trends that most excite her and her vision on building seamless backend operations so that banks can focus on their key assets, their customers. Vilve, thank you so much for, for making time to speak to us. It's really nice meeting you. Thank you, Chris. It's my pleasure. Well, so let's just get started. Um, Vilve, you have a, a truly fascinating track record in, in finance. So. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do? Uh, thank you, Chris. Yeah, I, I'm Vilva Vena. Uh, currently, I'm co-founder of Two. And what we do in Two, actually, we are building and selling uh, next generation corporate platform. It's technology for everyone who wants to introduce new financial services, but also for big incumbent banks who are on, on, on their way to transform the services and getting rid of legacy. And about myself, actually, my professional life, all my professional life, I have been building technology for banks. And I can say that it just happened because I, I graduated from math, in math, and uh, uh, after, well, uh, after Estonia regained its freedom, there was a lot of a uh, lot of happening in Estonia here, and I joined with a bank, just founded from the scratch, with a goal to build the bank most modern digital in whole world at that time, and we did it. In ten years, we built a bank, biggest in the Baltics, and I was heading the development of technology for this bank. 
we, we, we were developing our core banking platform ourselves and that uh, enabled us, allowed us to be, yeah, to be uh, much, much, much uh, more innovative, much more digital than usual banks were at that time. Uh, it means that 10 years of my life, of my professional career, I was working in bank, in-house, seeing the organizations from inside. Then I started uh, with my co-founders, together with my co-founders, our own company, banking technology company, Icefire. And in Icefire, we built banking platforms, technology for more than, than 15 banks and financial institutions. Wow. And every time we did it from scratch. It means that exactly how customer needed it, uh, and but of course we used our our knowledge, our experience gathered from from our past. And then when time was ready, we started our our together with our co-founders. Uh, I started my my new venture. It's it's Tume, and now Tume is almost exactly three years old. That is remarkable. Um... I'm really curious because I, I, I'm sure that in your career you have seen a, a fair bit of transformation in financial services. So in your opinion, what has been the most disruptive trend that you have seen in financial services in, let's say, the past 20 years? Uh, thinking back, of course, there has been a lot of development, a lot of new things coming out, starting from, from internet banking, mobile banking, etc. But I still think that biggest biggest thing that happened was was cloud mm. uh, yeah when cloud became and started to evolve and also also financial institutions banks started to to trust cloud more and more there was a totally different way of of uh, building services uh, came came up it means that if before all banks developed their, their platforms, their things in-house. They did it over the years, and there were a lot of layers of legacy, and it was really hard to, to introduce new services. And they had also to, to buy their own, ser uh, own servers or the infrastructure that, that uh, costs fortune. Uh, now they can just sign to the services, start to use it, and it's there. And it opens new new way of building building your 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 bank or your financial institution. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we're seeing a, a tremendous amount of financial services innovation coming out of the Nordics and the Balt the Baltics region. Um, what can we expect to see in in terms of uh, financial services for the next let's say five to ten years? Yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, I think that if I'm thinking about uh, people behavior and also what, what companies, SMEs, small companies, what they really need, they need convenient services. And if we're looking around, uh, around in our world, in our life, then those services are, are getting more and more convenient and we are getting used to that. And it means that I think that the very big trend will be embedded finance. Now it's a little bit like hype, everybody is talking about that, but I really believe that in the next five, 10 years, we consume financial services seamlessly. It means that those services will be integrated to, our, to other services we use every day. It's all, all payment plans, 
uh, credit facilities, whatever that. We don't, don't need to go to the bank anymore to get mortgage, for example. We can do it online, integrated with our, our for example, if we, we, we buy house store or we buy solar panels for, for, for our house, we can get, uh, get uh, financing immediately. Right, so, so financial services will become almost like an, an invisible part of our everyday lives, right? Right, that's yeah. my belly. The truly exciting future indeed. Yeah. Uh, well, let, let's let's talk a little bit uh, about TUM now. Yeah. Uh, tell us more about what's TUM's core value proposition and how it differentiates itself in the market from other uh, banking as a service uh, or embedded, embedded banking solutions. Yeah. Yeah, uh, when we started too, it's uh, it was as as, as I already uh, already mentioned, it was uh, my and my co-founders' second venture. Before that, we for years we built banking platforms, banking systems for very different uh, different uh, services. It, it included lending, card issuing, leasing, uh, for, uh, current accounts. Uh, Payments, uh, cash management, even etc. And and our team, our co-founders team, we really know very deeply banking, and we know technology. And over the years, we have been putting uh, those two things together. Every time, using really the best technology available at the market, and and, and we always believe that technology it's enabler. It's, it's it's nothing, not the thing, thing itself, and. And that's and from that also comes why why we think that that two has really really strong value proposition in the, in the market because we have combined those two things knowledge knowledge of the business and knowledge of technology and built highly flexible modular API first uh, platform and we can gather uh, we can cover uh, more complex use cases than than many of our competitors. And it's exactly because of our deep knowledge, knowledge in business. And two, it's highly modular, and we cover pretty, pretty, pretty large functionality uh, of uh, of uh, of the everyday banking, uh, both for 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 businesses and retail and uh, and retail customers. It means that we we offer. Uh, Core, uh, banking core, it means currency accounts with all very flexible setup, uh, service fees, uh, limits, etc. whatever you can imagine. Uh, and also payments, also lending, credit, uh, card issuing, both debit and credit cards. And, and, and what we offer, we offer backend. It means that we don't, don't offer, offer customer facing, facing, uh, uh, part of technology because customer facing that's something every bank wants to own and every bank has as has their own own face but in tune we exactly what we provide we will provide technology that helps you to start uh, to to start your business or to transform your business business transforming your backend services Right, and I think that's fundamental because when, when all these digital transformations started, banks were really afraid that they would lose the customer interface, right? That if they partner up, they will end up losing that, that trustful, uh, trusting relationship. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, 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 I really believe because then when we started, when we started to, when in first pilot, we, 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 we also developed our, our, our user interface part, our, our, our mobile app, and we, we realized very, very soon that that's the part which you can't really standardize. You can't standardize. You have to have to keep your flexibility, your own face. That's the same with, with scoring models, for example. That's that's the thing which bank has to own because it's 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 their it's 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 their their real identity. But how you do your backend? It it means that backend has to be reliable. It has to be scalable. It has to be flexible. It has to work and really support your services. And that's what what we provide. Absolutely, um, but I'm I'm really curious about something here because providing a core banking platform as a service it's it's a very bold move, especially in a, in an industry that traditionally likes to keep things in house. So my question is, what drivers or changes did you see in the industry that make you think, right, the industry is now ready for a solution like Tomb? Yeah, uh, if, if we are looking how how the industry has developed over the years, we see that it's getting more and more competitive because newcomers are are are, are coming and in certain areas of, of of the business financial services, they are already already taking the market share, the pretty big market share. If we are looking to Wise or to Revolut, uh, sometimes I wonder how those companies can grow so big because the business model model is is not so so complex that why why banks don't do it themselves mm -hmm. and, and then then you see that banks have have this uh, legacy uh, which really really doesn't allow them them to come out fast with uh, with uh, really uh, customer centric uh, really like the new services uh, and, and and they are struggling with that and they are they are they are trying try to find the way and and there is really it's it's, it's it's very much the trust question and it's a question of if you if you are talking with big banks uh, they, they actually they have have uh, trying to find the ways for uh, digital transformation for getting rid uh, from legacy already for years but very, very little has really happened. And they are so much uh, 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 aware of risks because if you touch your core, your banking core, it's risky and they are, they are afraid of that. But uh, nowadays, if you look at the market, you have to really to, uh, to, to take a moment and think what is the biggest risk that to uh, do nothing, and 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 uh, lose your market share, or uh, take the risk in very well managed way, and 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 try to and start to change your 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 uh, legacy, getting rid of your legacy, and moving gradually step by step to the new one. And I see that market is now getting more and more ready for that. Yeah, yes, absolutely, and and I think barriers to entry to the financial services space has traditionally been very high because of regulation and the sheer amount of investment required for for infrastructure right so tell us how how has this changed through the disruption of our, of our industry and how is tomb level leveling the playing field for for new entrants yeah yeah if, 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 if you are look into the past then it was almost it was if, if, if uh, you, you 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 as a as a entrepreneur 
plan to come out with something in financial services field, you probably decided, okay, I don't do it because it, it's, it's, it's a lot of investments. You have to buy your infrastructure to, to acquire it. It, 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 it. it costs fortune. Then you have to, to have your, uh, your, your um, banking technology at the place, so those core banking platforms, etc. Then you have to have people at place who are taking care of that. Nowadays, you can use a lot of, a lot of technology as a service. It means that you 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 don't have to invest uh, invest anymore to infrastructure. You you pay for for uh, for technology you use as a service and subscription based, and you can combine uh, it from using uh, different providers, the best of breed ones. And it's it it re it's really makes it much much more easier to enter to the to the space. When 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 first uh, neo banks neobank uh, appeared, then it was very important for them to own their own technology because also investors looked at that, okay, you are, you are neobank, you have, you own your, you develop your own, your, your, your technology and it's, 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 it's it, it increases your value. Now, it's not anymore like that. It's very normal that you are using technology like two, for example, or or from other 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 outside providers in subscription based, and you really are building your banking business, and that's the change, and that's why it's it's much much easier nowadays to enter to financial services space. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, I'm I'm very curious because we know that Estonia is the most digital country in Europe, so. How has this level of digitalization contributed to the emergence of so of technology as a service solutions like like Tomb? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a, uh, Estonia. We, we, we are really very very digital, and 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 already from 90s, and and it's in 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 public sector in any other sectors, and it's, it's somehow doing things digitally. It's the human right in in Estonia. Mm. Uh, but also, if you if you look into Estonia, it's a so small country. We are tiny, and if if you do something here, start, start to develop your business or something, you have to think globally. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the very big advantage. Advantage, and that's also one of the reasons why so many startups are are coming from here and so many fintechs, and and of course we have we have. Uh, this, uh, this history we have had, and the companies and unicorns which, which have built uh, there, they, they give a new level of people, new investors who are coming from, from, from this space. For example, Skype, now, now the, uh, the uh, employees and, and key people in Skype, they are already investors here also, and, and they are like, like driving, driving, the, driving the mindset, driving the thinking. Same is happening with 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 Pipe Tribe. So just 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 made its exit. It's 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 like uh, and 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 success. I think great success. And, yep. and and that that's 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 I think one one reason why why we have so many entrepreneurs and and this entrepreneurial uh, thinking really really. Yeah, success creates success. That's a fascinating insight. Um, what what in your in your mind, what is the biggest opportunity that fintechs have 
to solve and or optimize the way in which the financial services industry works today? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there is one really one 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 thing which is uh, one, one uh, from one side is challenging, from other side it's this great opportunity. And uh, we, we all are now developing our services. Uh, so it's, if, if we are looking again to the past, then in the past uh, banking platforms they were usually huge, covering covering everything, all services from one platform. But nowadays it's not uh, when we are looking to modern platforms, modern modern. Uh, uh, startups they don't offer so wide anymore they they offer the set of services they are doing the best and then other company is 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 offering another part and all those systems are built in the way that they are api based they are meant to integrate to other services it's it's it's, it's always always uh, at place already but we still miss are missing this uh, ecosystem read, uh, readiness that those systems are automatically playing together with with each other. If, if we're looking to the bank, then what bank wants, they, they want they want all of it, all the services integrated, and 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 they they really don't want to struggle that that I choose this and that and and and, this and the third one, and then I start to integrate. And I think we we as startups, what they do in Doom, we are working very hard with partnership. Choosing the partners, for example, in AML area, we don't cover ourselves. We have pre-integrated partners. Also, the the partners who who are who are offering more more wide wide access to different payment networks. We are partnering with those. And if we can do this pre-integration, then for customers it's much 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 easier, and we offer much much bigger value to our customers together. Yeah, makes perfect sense. So now let's 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 shift gears back to your entrepreneurial journey. It, what has what would you say has been your proudest moment as, as an entrepreneur? Yeah, I, I don't have to think uh, <laughs> things here because it's it's, it's 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 yeah it's true it's it's the exit of my my first company Icefire. We did it uh, last uh, last summer, and we. Uh, Check.com, uh, European biggest uh, unicorn, I think, and and uh, world third uh, third fintech acquired Icefire, mm -hmm. and and why they acquired Icefire was not our clients and and not a product. We didn't even did, we were a service company. We didn't have the product, but our people, the knowledge, the experience in financial services field, yeah, how to how to build the services. And that's what we, we, we had built the team, uh, the company as Check.com wanted to get. Yeah, no, and truly that, that, that kind of experience must be absolutely invaluable in, in, in the market as, as it is today. Yeah. Um, now, when we speak to fintech founders, we often hear that the journey is one of failures and, and learnings. Um, what has been the most important lesson that you've learned in, in your career? Oh, yeah, well, I think it's constant learning. It's it's constant learning. Uh, one thing is is and uh, is that you have always have really your goals, your target, your dreams, 
And from other other side, you have to have realistic picture of your capabilities. Mm. Sometimes when we are we have very very a good, very very big opportunity, the thing we, we really really want, then we 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 go for that, and we even don't realize that this elephant is is in current stage. The elephant is is, is too big, mm-hmm. too big for us. And then you, it, it doesn't mean that you don't uh, don't uh, have to go uh, for big challenges, but you have to always to have a realistic picture uh, and 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 the plan how how to do it. If you you can't make a plan, then probably it's uh, it's not too wise to to go for that. Right. Yeah. And second thing probably is that uh, never stuck to the idea you have in the beginning. Let it to evolve. Right. Okay. That's that. Yeah. That's very interesting. It's a it's it's a very interesting perspective, right? Uh, it it needs to evolve in the same way that that you grow as a, as an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. Okay. And in your journey as an entrepreneur, do you have any regrets, or have you had any regrets? Um, not really. I'm. I'm. You know. I'm. 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 Maybe. Maybe it's. it's my personality, but I'm really, I, I, if something goes wrong or something doesn't succeed, I never regret, I'm analyzing, I'm thinking what to learn from that. And I think for, for every entrepreneur, it's, it's a very, very important thing that, that the, not, not everything succeeds, but if, if something went, uh, goes wrong, then you look why, you analyze and you learn from that and you do it again. And, and in, in wiser way, in better way. Right, right. Well, Vile, thank you so much for, for taking time to speak to us. I, it's, it's been so insightful just listening to, to what you had to share with us, the, listening to your experience. I think the knowledge that you have uh, and, and the, the experience and track record that you have is, is truly invaluable in, in the market. So thank you so much for, for being so generous and sharing it with us. Thank you, Chris. It was my pleasure. And of course, we look very much forward to seeing you at Nordic Fintech Week in September. Yeah, me too. (laughs) See you soon. See you soon.